Welcome to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, where we bridge the gap between you and your goals with science and sustainability in your health, nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle journey. I hope you share and enjoy. Welcome back to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your co-host, Marissa Roy, with my other co-host, Christina Lynn. I don't normally do these intros, but today we have a really special guest that I'm introducing you all to and also introducing Christina to, so it just fit that I would introduce this episode. But today we have a new, newer friend of mine and awesome human being, Emily Carlson, with us, sometimes otherwise known as Fitness Over Fears on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is a former fitness coach turned uh, business mentor in a way for social media and marketing. And uh, we just met a couple of months ago at an event, had an awesome conversation. We really just wanted to dive deeper on that here on the podcast for you guys here at the Barbell Lifestyle, because we know how much you love the deep shit and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll just let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, Emily, and tell your story, I guess, like just how you got to where you are today with just where you're at with business and everything. And then we can dive into that other part of the journey as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, both of, I, I just love talking about both of them um, because like I view like business, having my business as like a, an extension of myself. So I feel like it's so important to acknowledge like the the business side of things and then dive into all of the things deeper than that. Cause I think so much as entrepreneurs, we do that as like the, you know, like this is my business and then this is me, but it's all together. Um, but as far as, so we'll tie it all in for sure. But like, as far as the business stuff goes, how I'm here now, uh, I think that's so, it's crazy that I'm like business mentor. Cause I like, sometimes I still like struggle considering myself that, um, but I was a fitness coach and I feel like a lot of people like do start out that way. Um, you know, like a fitness coach and they're like, oh, like, you know, um, I've seen a lot of people go into business mentorship for like the money of it. Right. And that's definitely not why, like I transitioned. Um, and I, okay, it was kind of an accident how I transitioned and because of, I, I didn't really know where it was going to go. I just started getting really good at design. I've always been an artist. I've always been, um, really interested in design. Um, so I started having a ton of fun in Canva and way too much fun as I'm sure many people listening to this as if they're coaches uh, know that as well. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I just kind of like started there and then I started getting really good at honing in my marketing and the marketing was really just an extension of me. It was really just me expressing myself because I was starting to get to know myself. So that's how I started expressing myself in my marketing. I started to get really more, a lot more comfortable and um, exploring what I wanted out of life. And then that just poured into my business because, you know, nutrition and fitness is just an, ex- it's, it's, it's you, right? It's, it's life. It's a part of your life. So it's really easy to talk about that with your marketing. And that's kind of how I just started to create now what I teach other people is branding and marketing through connection-based strategies. And understanding that marketing doesn't have to be this manipulative thing. It can be this beautiful relationship building, uh, creative process that uh, is on 
the front end of this beautiful brand that, you know, coaches have been so passionate about building and excited to start their business. So I help them do both of the things of building that brand, defining the brand and creating a pathway to help that brand evolve. And then on the front end of things, being able to express that brand in a way that's in alignment with that entrepreneur, the solopreneur, the business they've created, uh, and just kind of making them all kind of mesh together. So it's, you know, feels like an extension of them and they don't feel like this business is just this thing sucking the life out of them anymore. It just feels like it goes um, very smoothly and they can actually enjoy it, right? That doesn't mean like everything's easy, sunshine and rainbows from here, but that does mean that it's, it feels more in alignment as it evolves rather than like you feel like you're just constantly going up against a wall and pushing through it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I got here. And now it's, it's still evolving. And I'm like, I get so much more excited about it every time I find another level of like evolution. And now going into like the self-development part of things, the more I learn about myself, the more I realize that's such a, not only is marketing a gap in the space of fitness entrepreneurs, but self-development is also a gap that kind of ties into that because we just are so, we pour in, pour in, pour in, we're hustle mode, grind mode, and we forget that we're a human behind, you know, something I say all the time is there's a, there behind every lead is a human. And now I'm starting to say behind every entrepreneur, there is a human because we're forgetting, you know, it's, we just pour in and we're like, wait, there's, there's a person here and being able to find that balance of like, um, just, you know, uh, having that self-growth and then how that affects your business. So that's kind of like my next journey of creation of how I can help entrepreneurs even more. I love it. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's great. How you said, you know, I view my business as an extension of myself and how it kind of grows and evolves with you. Because I think mm-hmm. one of the things that um, a lot of business owners like myself struggle with, and, you know, we'll, we'll tie this back into like our audience as well as mainly like our clientele. So like moms, women who are career oriented. So I think there's going to be some common threads there without even Absolutely. trying to tie it in. But with myself, like a question that I came up against recently was like, I don't know who I am like without my business. And that's a common mm-hmm. question that comes up of like, we've spent all this time and energy completely absorbed in building this thing. And all of a sudden we realize that we're deriving all of our satisfaction, all of our self-worth, all of our validation from that one thing. Um, so I love how you kind of described it rather than like you said, it's, it's sucking the life out of you versus like, it's growing with you. You're growing with it. You're, you are the one that's creating it and just remind, remembering like who's in control in the first Mm -hmm. place too. Um, so I love the way you put that, but, um, I guess like when it comes to that, that self-development piece, which is really what we want to get into the crux of today, like, you know, where do you start to see that pop up? I know where it came up for myself um, and like where I started to come up against those walls, but like, have you noticed any common trends of like where these things start to, to crop up where we need to start working on ourselves as well as the business that we're working on? Yeah, I think a lot of my awareness around it came about with relationships. And I started to see a lot of uh, unhealthy behaviors within my relationships coming from me, 
like I started to, so it's a lot of around facing your demons and like facing the things you don't like about yourself. And then uh, understanding that you don't have to shame yourself for those things, but it is about if you want, if you don't like them, you do have to do something to change them. And in order to change, you have to be aware of it. So I, I think that there is like, it's different for everyone, but I think relationships are really, really good mirror to be able to see, like, one thing that I always ask myself in any situation now is what part did I play in this? And what, what can I take responsibility for? And it just makes everything a mirror at that point, you know, and, and when I find that something ends up being this massive thing of turmoil, it's either one thing I, I can't control, or I'm not taking ownership. It's like one or the other, like, either I can't control it, and I need to let it go and let it like, I, I can't freak out about it because I can't control it. Or it's like, I've, I'm pointing the finger somewhere still. And I need to identify where I'm pointing a finger and point it back on myself. So that's usually like what I find. As, and it's just really apparent in relationships. And for me, it's blossomed because of my divorce uh, a lot. <laughs> because I've started dating and I haven't been in the dating world um, in like over a decade, which is crazy. So I've come to understand you know what and it I always relate everything to dating now because I'm in the dating world but like it also it's anywhere it doesn't just have to do with dating it just dating brought opened my eyes a lot to my things that my unhealthy like I guess patterns and behaviors that how I treated other people because of insecurities within myself and so I just projected that onto other people and ultimately self-sabotaging and hurting them hurting me and that's just it's just a constant cycle of that awareness of like constantly course correcting but not shaming yourself for course correcting yeah well and I think it's like it's it's like to what end right so like we're talking about all this stuff and the the listeners like so cool but like for what and I think it's really just to get like anything that you really want out of life, right? Like a loving yeah. relationship, a uh, booming business, a happy life. Like I will say something that, you know, I, I think that we can relate on with like running a business is we want to have some kind of a, a purpose for it, right? Whether that be to like use it as a means to continue exploring ourselves and have that be an extension of ourselves, or to have this greater purpose and mission and to help other people or to, um, you know, all these different things. And so like where I really came up against this recently, like three days ago recently was, um, I'll share this here just because I think it'll add to the conversation is I basically realized that my motivation for starting my business and for continuing to grow it up to the point where I am now literally was all out of a space of like a lack of self-worth, a lack of liking myself, feeling like I had value. And so I derived that value from building a business. And so like, that's not necessarily good nor bad to like, I built a business to feel better about myself, but that was just the reality that I came to. And then I realized it. And I was like, huh, I don't like that answer. (laughs) Um, Can't do anything about the past, but like, how do I make sure, like you said, do I course correct to make sure that what I do moving forward is motivated from a much different and better place. (laughs) And so I got into that real deep, like this past weekend. And I was like, 
Ooh, I don't, I don't love that. So like, what is, what is my internal compass telling me that I actually mm-hmm. want to, to move forward with? Um, and I think it's just like, when you really dig into the motivations of why people do what they do in the first place, why do people change? Why do people not change? Why do we perpetuate really negative behavior patterns, like you said, in dating relationships in our lives? Um, I think a lot of it comes down to, well, almost all of it comes down to what do you believe that you are worthy of? Yeah. And that's where like, every time I come up against a ceiling in my business right now, it's delegation to particular people, to particular skills that I am pretty good at and have derived a lot of self-worth from, because it's validating to close a sale, to um, coach a client, to do those things. Delegating those things has been hard for me because I'm like, well, if I'm not doing that, then like, what value am I adding? Like, so it's it's really like every time I've come up against a ceiling in the past, like probably year, couple years in growth for myself, for my business, for the mission that I have, it's been because at the root of it, I'm like, well, like how, how am I going to like, either I'm not worthy of this next step. So I'm going to sabotage everything in order to make sure I don't get there or like, holy crap, I I feel like if I don't do this thing, then I'm what I'm not worth anything in, in this business. Like, but that's, that's just not true. Like none of it is true, but that's like yeah. where the root of it all was for me. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, we could just kind of go in more or pivot. From yeah. There. Yeah. I think it's, I love that you're aware of that now. Um, I, I think the biggest thing that's probably going to be a challenge for you now, since you're aware of it, because this is, I found that this is, it's how it goes when you become more aware of something it's just like you may slip back into it but like that doesn't mean like so but now you have the awareness around it right so like it's gonna feel like this is something that I've recently come up upon is like I I fell back into a self-sabotage thing and I was like come on I've learned from this I thought I've been I've been here done this I, I thought I knew like why did I do this again I must be I must have not learned anything, you know, like I must be useless, right? Like, and I started going into that self-sabotage behavior again. And I was like, no, this is a built up, like, think about it. Like, how long have you had your business, Marissa? Uh, like seven and a half years. <laughs> yeah. So like seven and a half years of building your business for this core reason that you've just identified, plus the rest of your life, where you, for some reason, got to the point of building your business at that beginning of that seven years where you felt like you needed to do that. It wasn't identified at that point, but all of your life, right, has somehow brought you to this point of feeling like you needed to build that business for that validation and you did and now you're now you're at the awareness of it. So it's going to be so hard to rewrite that narrative. It's going to be ridiculously hard to rewrite that narrative. And I think that's something where that's where grace comes in, right? And not shaming. And like, that's my biggest thing right now is not shaming myself because it's so easy. Cause like, once you have that awareness around it, you're like, it should be a switch, right? Cause I have the awareness. So why can't I just switch it on or switch it off? Right. Mm-hmm. But it's the way our like, ner- I'm also a nerd about neuroscience. I used to be a biologist. So like, I love science and I am like really getting into just psychology and neuroscience right now. So like, it's very interesting the way the brain works. And the way that it does work is it, it has these patterns now that you've built for your entire life. And now you have to fight against it actively, right? Like that's, which is going to be so hard, but, and not to say that's like discourage you, but like, 
just to be bring awareness around that even of like giving yourself grace when you find yourself falling back into it and that's where like I think the world would be such a better place if people just knew how to ask themselves why like why like can you just stop if something if you're feeling like something feels unaligned and that's what I'd encourage you to do is like because you're probably going to come up to a, a place again where it's like damn it like I thought I you know addressed this and then having to ask yourself, okay, why, why am I feeling like this again? And then just being able to sit in it and then move through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of that yesterday. I actually took like most of the day off because I, I woke up after like a weekend of going through all that stuff. And I was like, I woke up and not only did I have the normal Monday, like anxiety around just Monday being the way it is, but I like literally could not get myself up out of bed because I was like, I, I feel incredibly like unaligned with the reason that has led up to this point. It was like, I identified that I no longer want that to be how I operate. And then maybe, maybe I don't have an idea of what I want to do moving forward. And that was like, I have never felt that like stuck in a moment before. So I was like, I I don't think I'm going to be able to do anything today. So I like moved all my meetings over. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to just sit with this till I figure it the fuck out. So I sat with it for a while, figured out why at the root of it, why I was feeling the way I was feeling, figured out where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be next and how I wanted to be motivated. Then I was like, huh, I realized there was like a Delta there. There was a gap. It's like from where I am now to the person I want to be pretty large gap, a lot of behaviors, daily habits, routines, things would need to change. And I was like, then down on myself for the fact that I wasn't that person immediately. (laughs) It's like, well, there's like a lot of things that, that need to happen that need to grow to get to that point. So it's just an interesting loop that I went through literally in the past, like four days that then we had this come up, you know, now, now it's Tuesday. And I was like, oh, this is timely. Can't wait to talk about this. (laughs) What do you feel like, um, like, I guess for the sake of the audience with, what do you feel like your process was like going through that? Do you feel like there's any like tangible things where you can say, this is what I asked myself or like what, anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a very, and, and I think something that I struggle with is like, I, I want to, be able to close the book and be like, case closed, figured myself out. Let's move on. Yeah. That like all of this happened over the course of like probably eight different hour long conversations, like four days. And that was like, that was accelerated. Normally this kind of stuff would take like weeks, months to figure out. So I think the first tangible thing is like, when you open a loop like that, just be very patient And like my nature is like, I'm going to sit on this till I figure it out because like, I just, I want to, I want to get it done. It's never done, but like, you can at least get some clarity on it. Um, but I think like the best thing that I did was I recognize when, when there needs to be that space to like sit with those things. And like, I think it was when I just like woke up and I was like, there is no way my brain's going to be able to just function today. Like I just, I actually can't do anything. And I've never felt that way before. And I was like, this is different. Something's off. Normally 
I have a better like feel on, okay, I can, I can kind of push through this and like, just like put it aside, process it later. I need to get through what I need to get through today. Cause you can't put your life on hold to just think on things unless you're trying to become a monk, but like, (laughs) but this was something where I was like, no, like I'm actually going to be able to move faster if I slow down right now and think about it versus like trying to put it off. So that was like the first thing was just like actually creating the space for it in the moment, which I normally don't do. And then I think the next thing is like, I just don't hold any expectations for myself with like, I opened up a journal and I was like, well, you know, there's probably some perfect question that'll get me down to the root of things, but I used to hold that expectation upon myself and it got me nowhere. Like I tell this to clients all the time. I'm just like, journaling is great, but like, if you open the journal and you're not writing anything and you're kind of like bullshitting your way through it, it's not helping you. Cause like, I used to do that. I used to open the journal and be like, here's three things I'm grateful for my coffee, my life. (laughs) And you know, the fact that the sun is out today or something. And it was like totally just out of my ass and it wasn't helpful. And yeah, I, I agree. That stuff can be, I used to say that too. I used to do that and tell my clients to do that too. And then I was like, wait, this is actually like, but there is like, I think there's a balance of it, of like acknowledging and practicing gratitude in a very present way, but like yeah. actually sitting with the gratitude, not just being like spouting off bullshit. Like yeah. I'm thankful for the sun, but like, sometimes I'm genuinely walking and I'm like, holy shit this is beautiful. I'm walking. I know there's a lot of people, especially for me, like, because I was supposed to not ever to be able to walk. I was like, I'm walking and I'm not in pain. Like, this is pretty cool. And the sun is out. It's been gloomy the past fucking 80 days. This is nice. Like, wow. I'm just going to sit in this moment and like, be really grateful for this and like sit in the perspective shift of like, I have 50 billion things to do and I'm stressed out and I'm anxious. I have this, this, this. Instead, like, this moment is nice. I'm yeah. going to sit in it, you know, and it, it changes like it, that practicing that more and more regular, but you can't force it just like, you know, with what you were saying with that change of like, you can't force it. You can't accelerate it just because you want to get it over with. Right. It's like, you just have to, it evolves. I think that's the best word for all of this. It's just evolution. Like it just, you have to let things evolve with you, but like constantly searching for the, 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 catalyst of that change which is uncomfortability I think and just the more you search being uncomfortable then the more you're going to find that catalyst for the evolution which is what you found right like yeah actually diving for it and like I think looking the the big thing that I'm hearing too is intention like yes. what is your intention behind the action because mm-hmm. it's like it's very different for you to you know okay what are the three things I'm grateful for if you're just checking a box to say, I did right. my daily gratitude today versus being very intentional and sitting there and thinking and staying in that moment, like it's the same outcome. You still have your three things, but it's very, very different. So that's what I'm hearing with you, Marissa is like, okay. Cause I, <laughs> you and I are very similar where it's like how we process things and like, okay, what do I, what do I need to do? Tell me the, here are my like tactical takeaways. How do I solve this problem? Okay. And if you're like, okay, I'm asking, yeah, I'm asking myself the tough questions. I'm moving through it. Okay. Now I'm done. Right. Like (laughs) that's very, very different than you being intentional. And like, like you said, like, no, I'm going to cancel my meetings. Like I need to, I need to actually address this before I can do anything. And so Mm -hmm. I, 
I think that that's like the the big takeaway that I'm hearing from you. And like, and again, it's not like, okay, I did this weekend and like, boom, done. Now I'm great, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you know <laughs> that you still need to work through those things, but now you can be more intentional with how you approach a sales call or how you delegate or how you navigate certain situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, the, the takeaway that I had too was right. Like I had all these feelings. I had all these feelings about like, something's not aligned. I don't feel good about like how I got to where I am, like, or the motivations behind it. And at at first, before I actually sat down and had time to process these things, here's what would have happened if I like rushed through it was I was like, oh man, I, you know, something's not right. Big things need to change. I'm going to tear this whole business to the ground, fire everyone, do this, do that. Like I had those thoughts. I had those thoughts. I had those feelings because something didn't feel aligned. And until I sat with it, I, if I operated from that, I I might've done something really horrible. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually a phenomenal takeaway is like, what are you operating from? Right. Like, are you in like reactions versus like, that's what, like giving yourself space, you allowed yourself not to operate from a space of like immediate feelings because of a situation, because of an the misalignment and like that's acting from feelings that's reacting right and that's a lot of things that that's what people do because they lack the awareness and that's autopilot we can't shame ourselves for autopilot everybody has that but like it's like are you turning some lights on so you don't always go on autopilot and like creating that space and like that's that's a huge thing in any situation like if something triggers you like okay you probably want to react and and defend yourself or, you know, like whatever, there's an immediate reaction that comes to the surface that we would all love to act on and operate from, but is it going to serve you in alignment? And most of the time the answer is no, but most of the time the reaction, what we want to do in reaction is because of suppressed shit, we haven't given ourselves the space to deal with. Like that's, I mean, that's huge. I never thought I was never going to be an angry person. I used to be such an angry person. (laughs) So angry all the time. My temper was insane. And like, so like, and that's reactions, right? I was operating from a place of anger because I didn't deal with a lot of pain. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's all just here, you know, just all 10 fingers pointing at you constantly every day, all day. And then that's, that's the only way you're going to get to the core of anything for yourself. Cause we're all living our own little bubble, you know, it's all our own little perspective. I actually posted about that today. of like, your perspective is your perspective. Somebody else ha- could have a completely different perspective on the same exact situation because they create narratives in their own head. And it's just a matter of addressing it and actually thinking through it critically too, which is what yeah. you did, which is awesome. It sounds like you're acting now from that intentionality, like Christina said. Yeah, that's the goal. But yeah, so I realized like I was feeling those ways. I had those thoughts come up and I was like, oh, I could totally do all those things. And like, maybe that would feel good in the moment because I'm making changes. But then when I really sat with it, I think Christina, what you said, which like nailed it on the head was like, nothing actually needs to change. Like I am where I am. I've gotten to where I've gotten to for a reason, whether or not that reason, like was pure up to this point doesn't matter like it I'm here now and I can do something with that and I can do something good with that 
And I recognized that. And I was like, so nothing actually needs to change. And the path forward might not even need to change. It's not about like, oh, like I'm just checking the boxes, check the boxes, but it's just like, what is the intention behind it? Like, am I moving forward with the same kinds of steps like delegation and leadership and all the stuff, but just with a different intention behind it with a different kind of impact that I want to bring out of those experiences. And I think that's really, that's really what it came down to, which was kind of relieving because I was like, great, I don't have to tear the mountain down, but (laughs) But I I would have, I only got there because I sat in that for a while and like actually wrote through like, what was the, what was the end outcome that I actually wanted? Um, and how yeah. do you find that? I think that's a really good point to really drive home and dive into is the, it would have felt good in the moment, but instead of doing what you knew would feel good in the moment, you addressed deeper root issues. So you could act in alignment because often what we feel in the moment is not in alignment. It's autopilot. Like, you know, like I was saying, so like what you would have done in the moment could have actually totally made a way bigger of a mess for you to clean up, but it would have felt good in that moment. And it would have given you the validation in the moment rather than actually helping you long-term to be where you want. Yeah. 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 I think I'm, a- I'm thinking about, sorry, Marissa, I cut you, you off, you but go I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, here, here we are, the three of us talking about business, but I think that there's such a huge parallel to our audience and going through a fitness journey because mm-hmm. oftentimes we don't go to the gym because we're like, Hey, I am a hundred percent confident with myself and I'm going to do this thing. It's usually starts from a place. Like you're saying, neither I feel like I'm not worthy or I don't look good enough or whatever it may be. And then as we grow and mature in our fitness journey, our intentions and like how we go to the gym and the things that we do may not change, but like the intention is different. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I go to the gym because I value my health and fitness. And because I am a healthy person, I eat my protein or whatever it is versus like in the very beginning, (laughs) right. I want to lose weight, right? Like I want a a bigger butt or whatever it may be. So I think that if our audience is hopefully still with us (laughs) 30 minutes in, even though they don't have a business, they've still been able to relate and feel like, yeah, I, I understand um, like what you're going through just in a different situation. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many parallels to building a business to, to fitness, which is why I also love that. I like, I mean, and I do that still like with any conversation that I have of like, cause I'm so used to talking to nutrition coaches of like fitness and nutrition. And, you know, we still struggle with stuff too. Like sometimes it would be easier to not go to the gym because we don't feel like it, but we like, we still feel that too. Even as people who are quote unquote, happy with ourselves and confident in our bodies, right? Like we still have days where we don't feel like doing the shit that we need to do, but the more that we can evolve with our understanding of why we do what we do and go about it with the intention, it like is a total game changer. Yeah. I think that's really like what makes that transformation sustainable for folks, right? Because it's like they mm-hmm. almost always start for the quote unquote wrong reasons. And I think that mm-hmm. that's a great parallel towards like my situation of like, again, not shaming myself for like how or why I started a business. It was just to prove other people wrong, prove myself right, you know, give myself a pat on the back type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And 
but that's that's why people start their fitness journey. They they want to get away from feeling like shit all the time. They want to try to feel like they're worthy of something. Yeah. They probably don't believe it at their core. They're just like, I am a piece of shit and I need to do better. And like that's where a lot of people start their fitness journey. And as much as we want to like hammer it out of your brain on day one, a lot of times it just it comes later when you've like built these habits and this lifestyle and this proof that like you can take care of yourself and you, it does benefit you and your life. And then you can reroute yourself to like new reasons why of like, because it makes me a better wife, human being, mom, you know, employee, whatever. Um, and like be able to root back to that instead and then move forward with those new intentions. So I think, yeah, great parallels there. Um, and I think oftentimes the things that get in the way, um, like you said, Emily, it's that, you know, I, I'm not, I didn't flip the switch. I'm not where I want to be yet. And so I tend to shame myself for that. Like that immediately just makes me think of like self-sabotage in a fitness sense of like, I, I am not where I want to be yet. So I'm, you know, screw it. I'm just going to eat everything in the pantry. Um, and something that I often say a lot, and this is not original. I saw it from somebody else, some, some real on Instagram, but it's like that, that frustrating time frame between when, you know, where you are right now versus where you want to be, you see that gap and you expect yourself to be arrived at that next version of you immediately. When in reality, it's kind of a really slow and painful process to just like take the baby steps on the way there. And you're just watching yourself mess up over and over again. And you're like, what the heck? I should know better. I do know better. I'm watching myself do this in real yeah. time. But it's like, well, you went from binging on everything in the pantry seven days a week to six. That's improvement. Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> it still feels like it sucks, but you're improving. And if we can acknowledge the fact that there are those like marginal wins, then eventually you get to the place where it's like, once a week, once every other week, once a month. And then it's like, okay, now it feels non-existent and like I've arrived, but it's like, we're forgetting all the steps along the way. And it feels like it's this overnight success. Yeah. I love that analogy. And actually like I've heard, I heard, uh, fairly recently, I don't know. It was like quite a few months ago now, but this year sometime, um, I, I was watching a reel from Jordan Peterson and he was talking about how, what self-love looks like. And I think the pop culture perpetuates self-love as uh, this very specific thing of like, this is what self-love looks like. You know, you're the victim all the time and people trigger you and cut people out of your life that don't serve you, like blah, blah, blah. And that's just like, you know, pop psychology and it's, it's hurtful to you and other people. But like, actually what self-love is, is kind of being like, and this is something I do with clients and myself and um, recently is like picturing yourself as like a child and so this can like really give you a different perspective of you as a human being it can put it can create you as a human again um of like looking at yourself in the situation that you are in as a child like look at you remember how you were at as a child you know I'm sure we all have like fond memories I mean, sometimes we probably have bad memories too when we're kids but you know as a kid you remember certain things of how you feel and I tend to, we're always our biggest, our biggest critics, right? But if we were to look at a child and say the same thing, like you can't really do that. Like when you, like, would you say that to a kid? No. And then when you think of yourself as the kid, like think about how you felt when you were a kid and what you experienced 
And now picture yourself in the, the situation that you are in and you're a kid. And like, honestly, we all have that inner child and it's a beautiful thing that I think we forget about so often. And it's like so much love I, instantly. When I transitioned to thinking of myself as the child, I have so much love for myself and it's so much easier to pick, to have that. And it allows a, like a bridge almost of like feeling the love for myself as a child to now as an adult. But like back to what Jordan Peterson said, he was like saying like self-love is like a, a parental love, like for a, for a child, like where you have so much unconditional love for this child, but you know their potential and you want to see them improve. So it's like, we have unconditional love for ourselves. We should, you know, like that's, that's what we want to ultimately embody as this unconditional love for ourselves. But ultimately like, we want to strive for better, pushing ourselves for better because we know we can do better. But that doesn't mean we're shaming ourselves because we're not doing that yet, you know? And like that perspective that he put on that, I was like, damn, like that, that helps, that's helped me a ton of like viewing my past, like viewing mistakes, past and future mistakes as that of like, okay, like I'm a kid. I'm, I messed up. Like, you know, just like kids do, like we're not, it's just, honestly like humans are humans kids or adults like we are all still these beautiful amazing things that evolve and children just happen to be a little bit more innocent because they don't have they haven't had the societal conditioning yet but we're I mean adults are still you know we still have all the feelings all the things and we still go through it too and I think it's just subdued so much because we have responsibility now and we have expectations you know mm -hmm. No. took the word out of my mouth I was gonna say yeah. like adults are just kids but with expectations for ourselves mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and like that's really what uh, not even like strips the fun out of things but like what makes us so hard on ourselves um I was listening to an episode of Alex Ramosi of all people and like this was like literally yesterday and he was like I had a cat cat died at two years old and I was like really beat up about it then I realized like cats are supposed to live you know however many years I don't know it's like 10 not 11 I think it was like 20 years dude okay I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I don't have cats um, but they're supposed to live however long right so the expectation was I'm gonna have this cat for like the next two decades of my life and I only got two years bummed out but what if cats were only supposed to live for six months then I would be like stoked that I got to live with the cat for two years right and so it was just this the switch that flipped when you realize it was the expectations that really like made you beat up on yourself or beat up on a situation mm -hmm. uh, because of it. So like, I think the beauty of kids in general is that they have no expectations because they don't know what to expect yet. They're literally yeah. just yeah. experiencing everything for the first time. And so I think that there's a lot of value in you know, if you're, if you're trying to, to grow without holding yourself back so much, it's just like go into something without expectations. That doesn't mean low expectations. doesn't mean think poorly of yourself, but it just means like go into something and like actually don't place a value on any particular outcome. And like I, the best things come from that. Yeah. I think like, I always say high standards, no expectations. Yeah. Like don't expect shit, but have high standards. Like, especially for absolutely. yourself yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and like when you have the standards for yourself that automatically pours into your surroundings and your environment I don't surround myself with people that don't help me better myself 
And I try my very best to be somebody that betters other people that I I'm around, you know, like that's the standard I have for myself. That's the standard I now have for my friendships and my relationships. And it's not that I'm better than other people. It's that's the standard. It's, it's not, I'm not comparing it. And that's another thing that gets people stuck a lot is comparison, better, worse, you know, like if that's not what we're saying, we're just, and I've, I've been called selfish before because I didn't want to spend my energy becoming a friends with this person who only wanted to hear themselves talk. Like, and I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not interested in a friendship. I never said that like out front, but I just didn't pursue a friendship with them and they felt hurt. So they called me selfish. And it's like, I, I, I get to choose though. This is my life, right? Like, just like you get to choose who you make friends with because they are my standards. And when you can like disconnect yourself from other people's standards and really just flow from your own, it, it like doesn't matter. Like I didn't really, it hurt for like, a very brief moment when she called me selfish and it made me like think about like oh my gosh am I really selfish like blah 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 and then I'm like wait no like I've set myself up for this for a reason and you can come back to that alignment and it's really a beautiful thing but again that all comes from you're pointing all the fingers right back at yourself and just taking responsibility so because there was a time in life where I was selfish Hey, hey, if you're not driving and you're liking this episode, just take two seconds and support our show by giving it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. These ratings and reviews just allow us to bring more knowledgeable and influential people onto this show for you to learn everything possible about science and sustainability with respect to your goals. And if you like this episode, just screenshot it and tag us on Instagram to show your support. One share really could be the catalyst for someone in your life to transform their body, their health, and their fitness for good. And of course, it helps our show grow too, and we appreciate that. All right, back to the show. Yeah, well, it's like you have your, and it comes back to like what I was saying about my own situation too, is like, you have a very strong internal compass. You've Mm -hmm. spent the time to ask yourself, what is it that I actually want in my life, my business, my relationships, et cetera. And then you have those guiding principles of like, this fits in that bucket. This does not fit in that bucket. And like, you can very objectively see that. I think that's what a lot of people lack when it comes to like the overarching theme of the conversation, like self-worth. Yeah. That's what it comes back to building that is if you don't have that, you're basing like what choices you make on other people's expectations, um, their own expectations of you, of themselves. And like, because you don't have Mm -hmm. that standard set for yourself. And so I think a lot of times there's a, there's one client in particular who actually just before this podcast episode, I was responding to her email because she said something along the lines of, I don't want to butcher it. It was really great. She basically said something along the lines of like, I started realizing that I am worthy of the goal that I'm trying to pursue, um, with just losing, losing body fat, feeling more confident in herself. And we've gone through like a roller coaster of realizations to get to this point. Uh, so there was a lot of work put into that, but I was like, just tell me like a little bit about, you know, how you realize that she's like, well, I had a conversation with my friends this week. She was going through a breakup and I was trying to help her see that she's this great person. She's got a lot of things going for her. She's hardworking, smart, has a job, healthy, active, overall, very nice person. And I just realized like, why is it so easy for me to see that in someone else, but hard for me to see those things in myself. And in reality, I have all those same things going for me as well. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. And so I think for her and for anyone to just like 
when, when we are really, I think you start with what do I actually want in my life and have the choices that I've made up to this point aligned with that, or are they lining with other things, what other people want from me, et cetera, that can kind of get you to the root of, if it's not from that own internal compass, it's, you know, it's based on other people. Maybe we're lacking that conviction in ourself, our self-worth of, mm-hmm. I am worthy of what I want. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and forward that. Would you, would you agree there or am I missing something? No, a thousand percent. I, I think what thousands, a thousand percent, I really truly think everything comes down to self-worth. I mean, it really does, but like, we have to find what methods and tools work for helping us realize that. And like, one of the biggest tools I've seen every time I've used this on a client, it's completely shifted their perspective. Uh, basically I, I have them like, since I work with business owners who are really hard on themselves, I have them like, I have them tell me some things that they tell themselves. A lot of the times it's so funny because it's interesting. Um, and I think this will be valuable for your audience to hear this is coaches and us as nutrition, fitness coaches, we are also hard on our bodies. We are also, we have bad body days. We have times where we beat ourselves up very often, right? It's not, you don't arrive at this place where you're, you never have those thoughts again. It's a matter of those habits that you can now fall back on that you've built to create this lifestyle and that you can be confident that you are worth it to continue those. Right. So, um, where I was like, Oh, um, so what I do with like my, my clients is I have them tell me like their top three things that they just really, that they're really hard on themselves with saying, um, a lot of the times it's so funny because they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And I'll be like, yes, you do. Like, <laughs> what do you like when you're in the mirror, when you're getting dressed or like when you're doing so, what do you tell yourself? And then usually it's it's pretty awful. And they say mean things about themselves. And I'm like, okay, now what? So like, um, like one, one client, she had been like off of her training plan for a while. And she's like, I feel bad. Like I feel horrible, like a horrible coach. Cause I haven't been practicing what I preach and I've just been so down on myself and she's like I'm fat and ugly and disgusting and she just like was so mean to herself and I was like okay so now I am one of your clients or or I am I'm just a a friend of yours okay I'm a friend and I have done exactly what you just listed that you have done not training very consistently just eating like an asshole you know all these things that's me tell me that what you just told yourself And like, they have so much resistance to doing it. They try and avoid it so much. They're like, no, like I had this one client, like she cried telling me this. And like, it was, (laughs) she, uh, and like, they have to tell me, I'm like, okay, look in my eyes. Like what's on zoom, but I'm like, look in my eyes and tell me, tell me that with conviction. And they have, I forced them to tell me how horrible I am. (laughs) And then I'm like, how'd that feel? And like, and then why? of course it felt horrible for them. And like, even though they knew they weren't really meaning it, they were like, this is still a really shitty thing to do. And that's like, why? Like, well, cause you're a person. And it's like, just cause you're not training doesn't mean you're gross and you're disgusting and you're worthless. And I'm like, ah, and <laughs> you're not a person. <laughs> like, are you, am I missing something? Are you an alien? Like what, what happened there? And like, it just has like a light bulb moment of like, you're a human and like mirror work is a phenomenal thing to do with that um it's very uncomfortable have you ever just stared at somebody like in the eyes without any talking incredibly uncomfortable but it's also really beautiful you can create a massive connection with no talking it's so cool and like doing that with yourself too like 
because your mind starts going in all of these places like with someone um that's a cool like I would challenge like anybody like to stare at somebody for five minutes in the eyes no music silence nothing don't talk and just see what comes up and at first like it's really like and then try it with yourself in the mirror and at first you like have all these stupid things come up and you're like this is stupid why am I doing this this is dumb but then like you'll start to like look at them and be like oh wow they have really beautiful eyes like oh I really like their hair I wonder like I think they said something about them having a, a daughter or something like I wonder what they do you know when you start thinking about their life and you they're a human it's a human being behind those eyes that you're looking into and it's just really it's a really cool practice of like humanizing other people that are around you and then yourself too Mm, yeah I actually have I've heard of that like once before but I've really never like been in a scene where I've like entertained the idea of even doing that with myself yeah. with another person sounds super uncomfortable so it's very uncomfortable I fun. have my clients <laughs> do it I assign mirror work to almost all of my clients nice yeah that's cool but I think it's like it's the same thing I was kind of getting at with the journaling like um, you know, I, instead of spewing bullshit, right. So like, here's what I actually did to, to get myself to be better at journaling was I removed the hello and behold expectations of what I thought journaling should be, which is this like, mm-hmm. dear diary, everything is sunshine and rainbows. And here's all my emotions perfectly laid out and cohesive. No, I just started writing and I started writing and letting kind of the thoughts flow. So like, rather than sitting here and being like, I really don't want to journal because I have other stuff to do. I'm anxious about those things. I let myself write. I don't want to be journaling right now because I'm anxious and I have stuff to do and I don't want to be doing this. And that allowed me to get the pen going. And then I kept going and then it opens that up. Right. So I feel like the mirror work is the same thing where you look at yourself Mm -hmm. and you're like, this is stupid. I don't want to be doing this this and that, look at my pimple, blah, blah, blah. And then like, because you've then just allowed yourself to like get past that like surface layer of like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? This is dumb. Internal work is stupid and I should be doing something better. And then we get past the avoidance and then we're like, oh, that's what people mean when they say this is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And well, those are as humans we have to protect ourselves which is that's what the walls are for we're trying to make sure that we're protected and we're safe like that's what walls are created for with trauma like when trauma happens to us we create walls when situations happen we create walls because we're like oh this is an unsafe situation and i'm going to keep myself safe but because of that we block a lot of amazing things that we could about ourselves and other people because we have these walls built so high we don't even know they're there. We're just like, we keep bumping up against something and we're just not going to even try and knock it down because it's too hard. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's why it's so important to have like really inquisitive people in your life that are mm-hmm. willing to ask you difficult questions because yes. I even buy my own bullshit and like, Oh I'm, yeah. We I'm all working. Do. Like I'm like, <laughs> I was talking through this, the same thing that I was kind of brushing over with you here today with um, a mentor of mine. And I was like this and that. And he was like, it sounds like what you're saying out loud and how you feel are two different things. And I was like, 
And I sat with it and I was like, I don't want to admit it. I don't want to admit it. And I sat with it for like two minutes of just dead silence where I was like, I think he's right, but I don't want him to be right. And I think I believe what I I'm saying out loud, but I also know that there's something in me that doesn't feel like that's true. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's how deep it ran was like, I'm, I literally, I buy my own bullshit and I, it's so crazy. So a lot of times it's like, when you're getting asked these questions, I think there's, that's why there's so much value in what you said, Emily, of asking yourself why, but like doing it over and over again, or like mm-hmm. just asking yourself the same question, like eight different times and <laughs> seeing what kinds of different answers come out of it. And then like really asking mm-hmm. yourself, like, which one is like really true here? Because I yeah. think a lot of times our first answer isn't the right answer. No. Nope. It's so surface level. It's so surface level. That's like what most things are. That's why like with my clients, when I, I have so many calls with them to dig deeper and dig deeper and dig deeper. And cause it's like, your surface level is comfortable. And like, also I, when, with conversations that I have with people, like I let them say, I don't know so many times when I ask questions <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, now we're new rule. You cannot say, I don't know. Yeah. Or like you do, you do know, like, tell me a little bit more about that, but yeah. I but think, that's the uh, wall right there. That's the protection of like, I don't know. That's like, I actually, I understand that you don't know. Like they, there's actually a possibility that you don't know. Yeah. Like, because the wall is there, you can't see over here because the wall. So yeah, when you're over here, I don't know what's over there. You're right. You don't know. So you have to break this down. So like, it, th- that's where the safety comes in too, around other people and like surrounding yourselves with you around people that you feel safe with. And like, and yourself, right? You have to feel safe with yourself. So that's where the shame comes back to. Like everything ties in together that we've talked about, like not having the shame so that you feel safe in breaking your own walls down to yourself so that you can be honest with yourself. And when you know, like you, maybe there's something on the other side of that wall that you're like, this is going to suck to admit. And I'm going to feel really ashamed of this. But like, that's why I'm not admitting to it, right? That's why I'm keeping this wall up. But then when you feel safe enough with yourself to be like, hey, when this wall comes down, I'm not going to guilt myself for this. I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to do what I need to do to change it. But, you know, and you can create that safety around you. Then yeah. you can, you're much more likely to start tearing down those walls that are keeping you stuck. And tearing down the wall is just a matter of, like you said, asking why, 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 digging deeper, continuously like digging. Yeah, just digging deeper is everything to get to self worth. We're just constantly trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting how like almost everyone really struggles with self-worth at the root of it. And like, why is that? Well, it's, it's conditioned, right? I think it's definitely conditioned when you think of a child and you're not paying attention to them. What do they do? They get your fucking attention, right? They're like, I'm worthy of your fucking attention. They don't realize they're doing that, but they're like, I deserve your fucking attention. Like, (laughs) give me your attention because they haven't been conditioned that they're not worthy yet. And that's beautiful. Like that's, I, I love kids. I also like those people who know me, like I, I I really don't like kids, but I I do love kids. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't like kids because of like parents and like just the disrespect and like the, 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 I don't know, all of that shit. Like, it's just like, but children are beautiful. And like, I, I just love humans in general, but like kids are given too much leeway, I think, because they're not to coddle them and baby them. Right. But I think that they're, they're capable of so much. Like children are just so capable. And if we just like acknowledge that and like catered that 
rather than catering, protecting them all the time, it would just be incredible. Like, like, you know, like obviously there's a balance of nurture and, and love and empathy and shit like that. But like, I just love kids because of that. And like a kid like knows that they're worth it, even though they don't, they're not, they don't know that that's why they're doing the action of getting your attention, but they're, they don't think about it. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't look into it. They don't think it into it too much. Yeah. Well, you think about what, like the, um, the, I need to protect you from things type kind of the message that that sends is like, you're not capable of doing it yourself. Yes. Right. And then it's like, what is, what is ultimately being conditioned in there? And a lot of times it's like, that's what we like have to dig so deep to figure out. Like, and I guess, you know, you might be listening to this and you're like, okay, I, I, you lost me at the relevance here. Like, what are we even talking about? It's like, well, like, have you ever just like wanted to do something and like not been able to do it? Like you've self-sabotaged and like you wanted to go to the gym, but you just keep finding other reasons to not, or like you want to eat healthy consistently, but you keep finding ways to make it to the drive-through or, you know, you want to just feel better about yourself, but you keep finding yourself just bashing yourself in the mirror. Those are all examples of like, those are just great opportunities to ask questions, to be curious, to not like shame yourself further because like, that's what got you to where you are right now in the first place and just start asking questions. So I think if you take anything away from this episode, because I know it's been, it's been a little bit more of a jumbled conversation than like normally, but I think if you take something away from it as the listener, like just approach yourself with the same curiosity that you would with like a child. Like if you were to go up to some child who was like demanding your attention and all this stuff, it's like, you'd probably just want to approach them with curiosity. Like, what do you want? What do you need? Like, um, why are you asking me that? What are you doing? What are you putting in your mouth? Like just (laughs) all these different things, um, approaching yourself with the same curiosity that you would someone else. And just, yeah. Giving yourself grace too. And when you think about it, I mean, like the the whole reason why we talked about self-worth to begin with was because self-worth is so like, like we were told, like we had uh, touched on earlier about people starting their journeys um, because of the such low self-worth, but it's also a really beautiful thing to see people, you at least have some semblance of self-worth, a little sliver even, if you are looking for a way to lose weight and to feel better about yourself. If you want a nice ass, if you want to look good in the mirror and look good naked, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing. And what that proves to you, which should be a hope, is that you have a sliver of self-worth that's there and you need to feed it and nurture it and grow it. And because you want to look good for you, right? And maybe it's because maybe there's a little bit of a, I want to look good for this person, for my ex. I want to show him what he's missing. Sure. Okay. But there's still, if you even dive into that, there's worth there. Like, because you want to prove to yourself that you are worth missing. Okay. So that still comes back to you. Right. So there's still like, you can dissect everything to come back to you and your worth. And when you can, that's the only way that you can get to that conclusion is asking yourself, but like that is, and I hope that like, yeah, for the listeners, um, everybody listening to this, just like, if you're, if you are, have a goal of losing weight and you don't know like what to do, you're, you feel lost, you feel overwhelmed. Like that's a beautiful, but you want it. That's beautiful. Acknowledge that, lean into it, nurture it, find a way that's actually going to work for that. And then you'll see, and you'll, and 
even though you're not there at this point yet of like looking in the mirror and being like, mm, that's a snack. That's a full ass meal. <laughs> you will, you know, you will get to that. Like, I remember when I started my journey, like that's what I wanted. I wanted nothing more than to pierce my belly button because I just wanted the, like, cause everybody else had a belly button piercing. That was as stupid as it was. Right. <laughs> but it's like, and I did get a belly button piercing because that, and that was a huge moment for me when I did that, because I realized it was much more than a belly button piercing, but like, it didn't start that way. Right. So it's like, it evolves, but like holding on to that little sliver of self-worth and then just grow it, water it. Man. Yeah. Shoot. I'm like, where do, what do we even name this episode? I'm like trying to think of like the best catch-all for everything that we've talked about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, but I, I see a lot of obviously parenting stuff when it comes on uh, like Instagram. And I think it's really interesting. It's like, as parents, we can get really frustrated with our kids, like you know, when they're crying and we don't know why, because they can't talk. Mm-hmm. And we, we always have that tendency, like stop crying, you know, like suck it up. But it's like, if your friend came over and they started crying on your couch, you wouldn't be stop crying, like suck it up. You'd be like, oh my God, what's wrong? Like, let's figure this out together. And so I kind of like that when we think about, you know, if I was a child, like how would I treat myself? Like what grace would I, would I give myself? And I think that that's really, really powerful. And I was listening to everything that you guys were talking about. Um, and I, I had a lot of, um, examples that came up specifically when we talk about, uh, clients and, and Marissa, what you're saying with your client, who's like, oh, you know, you're this, you're that, you're this, like you're, everything's going to be fine. And, and something that I see is whenever I post client wins and like, oh, you know, this client lost, you know, X amount of weight in this amount of time. And she's doing great. And look at this transformation. I always have people who comment and they're like, oh my gosh, look at that. That's so amazing. Why don't I have that? Or how come I haven't done it that quickly? And then I'll post that person's transformation, everyone else. Oh my God. Wow. That's so amazing. And then they're like, but why I'm, it's not fast enough or it didn't. And so it's like, we are so quick to reward and, and congratulate everyone else's accomplishments. But then when it comes to our arts, it's like either it's not good enough, but didn't happen fast enough. Or to Marissa's point, like I'm not where I want to be yet. And that's really frustrating. Or it, it's like, you don't know the journey of how that person got to that transformation. Like, and yeah. so I was saying, it's like, yeah, um, you know, this one client had a great successful fat loss period, but you know, for the six months prior to that, she was in a maintenance phase and you yeah. didn't see and struggling the, the, right. Yeah. yeah. And struggling with oh, how come I haven't lost mm-hmm. weight yet or all that stuff. And now that we all, we see the success and that's what's highlighted, not the Hey, she did a lot of work prior to this. And so I think that that's, you know, we think about not comparing ourselves to other people and and giving ourselves grace. And that's not to say that, you know, we're, we're easy on ourselves and we just congratulate, you know, Oh, wow. I, you know, I got out the door and like, that's great. You know, but it's, it's like still giving yourself that grace and, and maybe you only got a 20 minute workout in, in instead of an hour, but it's like, that's still something. Yeah. And like and, giving your giving yourself that grace. Yeah. And positive feedback loops loops are much more um valuable than negative feedback loops back loops. Like, I mean, that's just human psychology that's like studied and researched that the more positive you are, 
the more momentum you have and then the more likely that you are going to continue that that's like that's like that's self-efficacy which is self-advocacy is just believing that the more that you can believe that you can do something the more likely you are to actually accomplish that thing so like if you are practicing like just celebrating the little wins and acknowledging all the little things that you're doing to eventually get you to the bigger thing it's going to exponentially grow and build upon each thing each little thing that you do because of that and like it's just so much more valuable instead of focusing on what's not happening focus on what is happening which is why we practice gratitude (laughs) exactly it all ties in (laughs) well it comes back to the intention of it too it's like a lot of times we'll have a client come in and they're like this non-skill victory section of the check-in form is stupid or like I don't have a win this week or whatever and I think to your point it's like very much important to also know the reason why are we doing this? We're doing it so that we can build positive momentum so that your head's not filled with like 60,000 negative thoughts. And maybe we're able to just like add some more positive ones in there. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately that's the reality of most people's minds is like, we have over 60,000 thoughts per day and the majority of them are fairly negative or pretty cruel. So um, if we can just start to trickle in the positive, we start to change the narrative. And if you can understand why we're doing that, it's like, okay, well then more motivated to actually sit in the intention of what are my wins this week? Not just like brushing over it, not just being like this week was good and whatever, like, no, what were the wins and, and how do I actually feel about that? And like, let me give myself a genuine pat on the back for it versus being like, okay, cool. I hit my macros. Okay, cool. I went on a walk today and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like actually celebrate it with yourself. And I think like, you'll be able to notice a difference if you, if you take that angle with it. Yeah. And that's, that's where like neuroscience comes in too. It's literally how your brain works. Like it's like physiologically, like that creates a change within your brain to make the the changes that you want easier because you're creating this new neural pathway but that old neural pathway is already there and it is hard to create a new one I always like say it's like for like creating a new habit or a new neural pathway or new positive thinking right what that what it's like is like your old habits and stuff your old negative behaviors thought patterns it's like a really really deep river like, you know, that like river channel that like a bunch, all those thoughts are like the water flowing through it and it's just gushing through, right? And you're over here trying to fucking on flat earth, trying to make a new one of those. (laughs) Of course, it's going to be hard. You're like trying to grab all that water and like, you're just, you got a bucket, you got a little itty bitty bucket and you're just like on flat ground trying to, you know, those are the positive thought patterns. Like that's what it feels like. Because that's what it basically is in your brain is it's hard. So giving yourself some grace and acknowledging that too, like that helps me when I understand science behind things. I'm like, oh, no wonder I'm struggling with this because the science behind it, like it helps me understand it. I know some people are nerdy like that out there too. Um, But it literally is like that difficult to do, but it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah. Well, a lot of times just finding clarity helps you helps empower you in the process versus like just kind of trying to blindly take stabs at things and like hoping that it works. It's like, no, if I understand why am I celebrating these wins? How does that build my positive psychology? How does that build more momentum and move me forward faster? It's like, then I'm going to be more motivated to actually do that. So I think that there's a lot to be said about like just uncovering the, the why behind 
why do we as coaches ask our clients to do things? Why do we do things in the first place? And just like really digging into, and then on a personal level, why am I doing what I'm doing? What's my purpose for this? If I have clarity behind that, huh, I'm going to be more motivated to do that that way. So it, mm-hmm. again, it all ties in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I think this has been an awesome conversation and while jumbled, I take full responsibility for that. By the way, I was like, I'm just going to like talk about this thing that happened the other day and then we'll get into the actual meat and potatoes, but you know, that's on me, but hopefully it was valuable for someone, (laughs) but is there anything else? I think it flowed. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think it flowed really nicely. I think it, like, it shows that everything comes back together and it all does come down to self-worth, you know? So it's just, um, I would say like what I always like to do at the end of anything that I do, whether it's like a poster, like a live or even a call with a client, I always say like, take one thing away from this and act on it. You may have gotten like, oh, this is really good. This is really good. Like at, you know, 10 different times throughout the podcast. But like, if you don't do anything with it, what? Okay. So you you wasted however long, (laughs) you know, not wasted, but you spent that energy and time listening to us and you're not going to do anything with it. So I just like challenge people to like, what are you going to do with it? Right. Are you going to start implementing mirror work? Are you just try it once? Right. Are you going to just sit in front of a journal and just tell yourself how much you don't want to journal? Right. Is that what you're going to do? You know, like, or are you going to picture yourself as a child or are you going to do one thing? Maybe you're going to set up a reward system for yourself going to the gym. I always love reward systems. So good because that reinforces things in a positive way. Um, you know, what, what are you going to do with this? So, you know, for the listeners, just like choose one thing and act on it and then have somebody hold you accountable. I always say that too. It's like at the end of everything, I'm like, message me, I'll hold you accountable. I literally put stuff in my calendar for people and I'm like, yeah, tell me, I want to hold you accountable. I I'm putting this out there to make change in people's lives. I'm not just putting this out there to hear myself talk. Like, please do something with this. Yeah. Oh, shameless plug for the podcast. Share this episode with a friend. Tell them your one thing. Hi, yes. Hold them accountable to their one thing. And exactly. you've also just shared the podcast. So thank you in advance. <laughs> it's almost like a, a marketing thing too that you can do. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, I, I have my my one takeaway as well. Um, it's probably going to be playing around with that mirror work and just just because I was like, that's the most uncomfortable thing I've heard of in a while. I should probably do it because that's what I like to do. I like to just do things that are pretty uncomfortable. What about you, Christina? Is there one thing? Um, I I think just being more uh, intentful with things and and making sure that that's there rather than like running through the motions, like just kind of being like, why am I doing this? And it's hard because I don't have a lot of time <laughs> to, to, to be intentful. But um, yeah, I think that that's important, especially when it comes to, to parenting, um, especially like that's something that I've been learning a lot more about. And like you were saying, it's like, I mean, it's, it's such a silly example, but like, uh, meal time is very messy <laughs> and it is a lot easier to be like, here, let me give you the food and you just eat it. And it's when like, it's not as messy and there's less cleanup versus like, here's the bowl, here's a spoon, have at it. But I'm saying like, Hey, you can do this. 
even though it is easier for me to do it, it's like building that like confidence. And it's, it's still, it's so silly, but it's like, it does start at such an early age. And so like giving them that confidence of like, you can do these things or you're going to like, you're going to learn and it might take you longer and it might be messier, but like the benefit is, you know, outweighs that need not have like cleaning up all those messes. (laughs) That's such a cool takeaway. I love that you paralleled that to parenting, you know, like, which is why I think it's absolutely doable to parallel this to anything like because it all comes down to I mean I don't know just the self-worth intentionality you know like all that stuff like that that's really cool I love that yeah yeah so I think you know we're, we're spending a lot of time think, talking about us and things that we can do but it's also like what can you do for other people that might help them come to those realizations yourself so Marissa you're talking about like surrounding yourself with people who ask you tough questions and who aren't like that service level so it's like maybe just not being afraid to like have those conversations with your friends and family. And on that note, like, it's interesting because if you are, if you start to become that person, you can expect people to not want to hang out with you. Like (laughs) 1000%. I have had that happen so many times. And like, even like when I meet new people, I'm like, I'm very naturally a very inquisitive person now. Like I have always been very curious, but now even more so. And like, I, people like get thrown off. Like they're like, and they don't want to be asked why, but like, those are the people that I don't really want to spend my time. Right. With like, it's just like, okay, well let's, but it's funny. Like I've, I, I, I've noticed people, like people have actually gotten uncomfortable and like not wanting to talk to me because I ask too many questions. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we were saying earlier, it's like you, you want to stay in your little like comfort zone, your like Mm -hmm. little bubble. And if you have someone who's challenging that, or like asking all these questions and forcing you to do that hard work. It's like, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, right. they're, they're too tough. And so, um, I, yeah, I really like that. So trying to, trying to move your, your friend group, like up mm-hmm. a little bit, like have them level up. Yeah. 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 You made me think of one very particular circumstance where my husband was Uh, we were with another couple and I absolutely love them but like the wife or not the wife the girlfriend and the couple is like very much like would love this whole episode like would totally listen to it and vibe with everything that we've said and then her boyfriend is like kind of polar opposite of that and like Aaron was asking him a bunch of questions just to like honestly I think for his own entertainment and like you were I, I was like watching him just squirm in his chair get defensive be like why are you, are you interrogating me I don't like this and then he would try to throw it back but he didn't know what questions to ask because he wasn't genuinely curious he was just trying to get back at him I was like why are you hitting so deep like we got into some like we got into some daddy issues some mommy issues like all oh of it gosh, and like, I love that we only scratched the surface and I was just sitting there watching him squirm and I was like this is so funny but it's like to your point like some people don't want to be um asked those questions and then but here's the funny thing is then after that dinner next time we hung out with them he was like he was constantly trying to like get alone time with Aaron to like, I think he like wanted him to ask more, but he didn't want to admit it. And he was like, like actually benefiting off of it, even though he was like outwardly being like, I hate this. This this guy's weird. Yeah, (laughs) He probably allowed him to feel seen, which is like ultimately what we all want. We all want to just feel seen and heard. And by what we, by what, how we get that, how we, get seen and heard as we see and hear other people honestly like you have to be like 
like other people are, and I don't know, like, what am I saying? But like, you have to be selfish to be selfless, but I'm being selfish so I can be selfless. That's mm-hmm. why the intent behind my selfishness, right? So that's not, my selfishness doesn't include cutting people off, being a jerk to people because I don't feel like something. It includes taking care of myself, creating space when I need to and not shaming myself so that I can show up for people. And like, that's the difference between like pop psychology and just actual genuine like truth, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But that's so funny is like, he probably just like allowed him to feel like kind of heard in, in a way that he hasn't been before. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, I, I crave it, but I'm definitely not admitting it. I'm just gonna, we're just gonna try to hang out with him again. <laughs> so it was just a funny example off of what you said, but yeah. yeah. Any final concluding thoughts or anything else that the audience should know? I think we covered a lot honestly so yeah, yeah I, this is fun though I think it was a really good conversation yeah it was a fun yeah, time absolutely Emily uh where can our audience find you on socials uh my Instagram is fitness underscore over underscore fears and um that's pretty much where I reside for the most part I also have a, a Instagram page called the shining storm uh, that's more so self-development based and talking a lot about like um, how it's almost like a diary. I, I haven't like fully explored what I want to do with it yet, but it's talking a lot more about self-development. So if that's like people's jam for sure, um, my marketing and branding stuff is more so on the fitness over fears account. And then I talk a lot more about self-development, self-expression, just becoming, starting to understand yourself, know yourself better um, within the other uh, social media, the shining storm. So awesome. We will put both of those in the show notes. All right. All right, guys. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can find both of us on Instagram. You can find me at Chrissy Lynn fit and Marissa is at Marissa Roy fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope to see you back next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast, and we hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something from it. Please remember that Christina and I are not medical professionals, so if you're going to make any changes to your exercise or nutrition routines, please consult with your doctor or medical team first. Finally, we would love you even more than we already do if you took the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are how this podcast moves up the ranks and becomes accessible to even more people. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday here at the Barbell Lifestyle Podcast.